This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. We're here today to announce Bob Melvin as the manager of the San Diego Padres. A very exciting day for our organization and for Padre fans. Getting ready to throw you, Darvish, against Madison Bumgarner. Great opening day matchup, and I expect a very unified and exciting and winning ball club this year. We all do, and now it's time for action. Opening day of the 2022 baseball season, the Padres will open the year on the road here in Phoenix before a three-game series in San Francisco Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It is the start of one of the most anticipated seasons in Padre history. No balls and a strike on the left-hand hitting Gavin Lux. And this pitch is hit in the air to left field. That'll chase Profar back. Still going back. He's got room. And Dirks in there to make the catch. Taylor's tagging second to third. Here's the throw. The tag. He is out at third. Profar threw him out. Manny put down the tag. And oh boy, what a mistake by Chris Taylor. The pitch. Swung on. Driven to left center field and deep. Alfaro throws the bat. It is a home run walk-off style for Jorge Alfaro. The first pitch he sees deep into the Padres' bullpen, and the Padres walk off with a victory, 3-2. to two. Wow. You could not have drawn it up any better on this Mother's Day. Cubs bring the infield in against Machado. Be careful out there. And Manny rips it through the left side of base hit. The 1500th of his major league career, and it gives the Padres a 1-0 lead here in the first. Get that baseball. Major breaking news out of baseball where the Padres are finalizing a blockbuster trade to acquire Juan Soto from the Nationals. This is a shot of energy to this entire franchise, to this entire city. 2-1. Soto swings, rips it into right field, base hit his first as a Padre. Kim rounding second on his way to third. He'll stop there as the throw goes into second base. And Juan Soto with a two-out single in the bottom of the eighth inning. He turned around 100 miles per hour like it was 92. Two and one to Machado. Here's the pitch, and Manny swings, hits it in the air to deep left. Peterson's going back. He's watching it. Gonna go! Three-run walk-off home run, Manny Machado. Forget about the blown save. 7-4, the Padres win it in the bottom of the ninth. Josh Bell coming up, and guess what? Keston Hira has just struck out. The ball game in Milwaukee is over, and the 2022 Padres are playoff bound. It's official. Two and two, here's the pitch. Cronenworth swings, lines it into center field. That's a base hit. Kim will score. Here comes Soto. The throw from Thompson kicks off the mound, and down to second, Cronenworth. A two-run single, and the Padres in front for the first time tonight. It's 5-3. to three. We are winning the World Series in 2022. Haters set and ready. 0-2, swing and a miss. Freeman went after a slider in the dirt, and the ball game is over. The series is over, and the Padres have slayed the Dragon. They defeat the Dodgers in four games to advance to the National League Championship Series. They will play for the pennant beginning on Tuesday night here at home against the Phillies. Is it extra sweet because this is against the Dodgers? Ready for another 3-2 from Ham. Runners go. Here's the pitch, and Drury swings. Locks one into center field. That'll get down at a base hit. Profar has scored. Here comes Soto. A two-run single for Brandon Drury. And the Padres have come all the way back. Six unanswered runs, and they lead for the first time today. 
Citizens Bank Park in South Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Game 5 of the 2022 National League Championship Series. Here this afternoon, the Padres have their backs against the wall. They trail three games to one. The Phils, a win away from returning to the World Series for the first time since 2009. Kim at second, Drury at third. First pitch coming is swung on, popped into right field. Segura goes back. Castellanos comes in. He calls for it. He makes the catch, and the Phillies have won the 2022 pennant. Ranger Suarez comes in out of the bullpen, and Friday night starting pitcher for the Phils gets the final two outs here in the ninth inning as Bryce Harper's two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth decides game five of this National League Championship Series. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. 97.3 The Fan, Ben and Woods. Happy Monday to you. We could have played uh, We could have played four hours of highlights that, um, that would have made me happy after this season. There's just no question about it. And uh, let's get this thing going. Excited to be here for you guys today. Excited to be here with my brothers. Paul Rindel is our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. Well done on the uh, montage this morning. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, here as well. Good morning, Benny. Good morning. Can we... Um... Can we all acknowledge the plain truth that as great as it was, as long as it lasted, deep into October, that none of us were quite ready for it to be over yet? Correct. It was taken from us a little too suddenly. Yeah. And not, and we all know that every season comes to an end, but I, was, easy, I wasn't ready to say goodbye. And, and, and my brain knew that when they went to Philly tied 1-1 that... The, the possibility existed that the Phillies could win three straight, but I never really considered that to be an, an option. I knew the Padres were going to get, at minimum, at least one oh, and, yeah. and get it back to Petco Park. I fully expected every single day to be back here today getting ready for game six. So when it was kind of just ripped away, I wasn't ready for the Band-Aid to come off like that and for the season to be over. And I think for me, that's the toughest part of having this all come to an end last night. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I, it's so strange, you guys, because when the game ended, I was, I, I couldn't. Hannah laid flat on the ground, <laughs> like I was in my room, my head in my hands, uh, tears in my eyes. Didn't want it to end. I hate, I hate when baseball season ends and the Padres have been out of it since May. I do. I hate it. I hate when it's over, even though it, it has been excruciating at times, Benny, uh, since we started covering the team together. You know, almost five years ago, it has been excruciating at times and really, really tough to watch. But I don't miss a game. I don't miss a game. You don't miss a game. Polly doesn't miss a game. My family doesn't miss a game. We plan our whole lives around this baseball team, and it's really brought us closer together, brought us as a show closer together. It's brought us much closer together with our audience. And uh, it's been an honor to to be that that show that people flock to on mornings like this, really. I mean, it just, I have to pinch myself almost weekly. Um, I didn't want it to end yesterday and at all, but I'll tell you this, man, it's very strange. Went out to the backyard, was forced to, to throw batting practice I did not want to throw, and about 10 minutes later, I found myself laughing and smiling, having a great time. Took a nice family walk, um, and then got home. I went to bed, and I slept better than I have slept, Ben, in months. And I mean months. I woke up this morning, I went to sleep, and the alarm woke me up, which never happens. Never, ever, ever. Beep, 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 beep. I'm like, oh my God, I feel great. I feel refreshed. 
I feel happy, um, and I feel sad. You know, I do I, still because I, I I do hate that it's over. But I am, you know, I, you're probably going to be able to work me up later. I don't feel worked up right now. I don't feel mad right now. Uh, I feel very, very, very proud. Very, very proud. I really do. I, I do as well. Uh, it was a great season. It was, I think, a little better than even we all expected. Once uh, once Fernando Tatis Jr. was gone, there was the possibility that this was going to be a really disappointing season in Padres history. Twice. Twice yeah. And, <laughs> Twice. and the fact that they overcame that and, and picked up Juan Soto and made this amazing run, I will, uh, I will always look back fondly, I know, on 2022 oh, man, me too. as one of the great seasons in Padres history. That being said, I know that there are some fans and tier ones out there who are still kind of mad this morning. Uh, there will be second guessing. I, I'm here to say that I not only expect it, I encourage it. As a baseball fan, it's it's your right. It's almost your duty to second guess, and we'll be doing some of it ourselves, I'm sure, uh, over the course of this show and probably in the days that follow, uh, things that could have been done a little bit differently, especially over this past weekend in Philadelphia by the manager, Bob Melvin, uh, you know, whatever else you want to say about it. However, what I'm not going to stand for, and I'm just going to say it right off the bat, I'm not going to stand for someone who comes in and says, Bob Melvin cost this team a chance at the World Series because I, I will promise you that they never get this far without the job that Bob Melvin did this year. I agree. Um, I don't agree with every move that he made. Nor do I. This weekend. I don't. But at some point, you have to trust the man who, who got you here and you know, got and the decisions that he, he has made that have been so right all season long and, and may not have turned out to be right over this weekend. And, and we don't know what would have happened had they done things the way you wished that Bob Melvin had done them? Had he brought in Josh Hader to face Bryce Harper in the eighth inning, which I think, Woodsy, you you probably would have done, and I think well, I, I would have done as well I'm, in that situation. I'm, I'm massively, massively bullish on that move, and we can we can parse it out and break it down. Um, but man, I just I, I'll, I will never. It, it, there's a there's one image, guys, that sticks in my mind from this year, and you were both there. And it was the day we had set up our table at spring training. And there was a lot of hope in the in the air about the San Diego Padres. You know, that like there always is some hope. Every team on on the first day of spring training goes, you know, man, if uh things break our way, we could we could do something. Then again, you looked up the road and you went, Oh my God, Freddie Freeman and blah 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 and blah blah blah. You knew you were from day one, we knew we were playing for second place, yeah? We all admit that, and I think we've admitted, we admitted it on this show. The division was never something we thought we could get. But there is one moment that sticks in my I, – I, it will be with me till the day I die. I know exactly where I was. I know where I, we were sitting. I remember what the day looked like when the tweet came across that Fernando Tatis Jr. was out. We were, we were at spring training. I looked at Ben. Ben looked at Paul. Paul looked at me, and we went – well, Paul and I went, mother effer. <laughs> and Ben said, dang it. Dang it. How did this happen? Dang it. And we sat there, and to a man, we all went, well, it's fun while it lasted. We had 20 minutes of hope. And to be in the NLCS and really, like, in every game, fighting your ass off in the NLCS, bro, and I hate this bit. You know I hate it. We all would have taken it. We all would have signed up for it, no question. But holy cow, man, like 
the ups, the downs, the agony, the ecstasy. That is the beautiful game of baseball. It's the only game where you watch and you're like, why do I like this sport? There are days when you're like, why do I do this? I, why do I... Why do I care so much? Why do I invest so much of my time, my money, my energy, my heart, my soul into this game? You know why? It's for seasons like that. That's why you do it. That's why you do it. And that's why I've done it since I was a little kid. So, And that's why I will do it until the day I die. When the sting goes away, I think we'll all be able to acknowledge that the NLCS was a great baseball series. No, no question it, it, it about really it. Was. My God. I mean, as... As great of a five-game series as I think you're ever going to get. I, I Again, I wish we had a game six and a game seven to keep the fun going because I, I don't remember a lot of baseball series. You know, some are back and forth. Some go to game seven. Some have dramatic endings. But in terms of just the tension throughout the five games, the back and forth, the rallies, the comebacks uh, from both sides, the feeling that at any moment the series could change on a swing, and it did change on a swing multiple times. Yeah. Over the course of that series, compare it to the ALCS, which was kind of a dreary affair of four games for the Astros, and, and you really see what the best of baseball can be, and I commend both the Padres and the Phillies for putting on a heck of a show over the last six days uh, in five games uh, to give the fans something that was really, really special and, and really memorable, and you know, I just wish that the Padres... I could have made it go a little longer and kept us going for at least a couple more days. Well, and I, I thought they would. I really did. I, I would have bet the farm on the fact that uh, they would at least get one in Philly and we would be back here to San Diego. I think that's the thing that stinks the most. Now, look, man, we would have been up against it in Game 6. We would have been really up against it if we got to a Game 7. But you, you you take your chances there yeah, every time. I mean, if any of us had the choice, and I think every single Padre fan would have said, yeah, man, we want the guys coming home. And, and Smoltz said it 40 times on the broadcast yesterday about his shtick that they used to do is, hey, we're going home already. Let's drag another team with us. Nothing would have made me happier than them having to go in and Bryce Harper having to pack his Louis bag full of his underwear and his socks and sweatpants and like, God dang it, we got to go back to San Diego. Yeah, nothing would have made me happier. Like, to come in here today and go, all right, guys, so uh, we'll see you down there for pregame. Let's rage. Like, nothing would have ha- made me happier. It's not in the cards. It wasn't in the cards. Um, and it just, it really stinks. But, man, to look back at the season, to feel, um, to feel, I feel pride. Very, very proud of the way these guys fought this year. Very proud. We will be uh, taking phone calls today. You don't have to have a hot take. We have no guests, by you, the way. Yeah. No guests. This we, is all for you guys today. We will be uh, listening to you if you just want to... Want to vent? Vent. You want to share memories of the season. You just want to talk a little bit. We're here for you this morning. Again, doesn't doesn't have to be all hot take radio the next four hours. Uh, the one thing that I'm not really prepared to do yet... Not ready to discuss what moves they need to make in oh the offseason. It's it's, what free agents, oh what trades. I'm not, I'm not ready for it yet. Guess Please. what? We'll have time for that. Hey, we have, we have like four months. Like uh, The winter meetings will be in San Diego four months, here. Four hours every day. <laughs> yeah. We'll be there in a little over a month. I, what about I, Jose Abreu, Paul? Come on, man. I already, He's got something left. I, I, Brian, I love you. I sent out the tweet at 6 a.m. Hey, we're here for you Padres fans. Let's talk. And about... 
I don't know, a couple seconds later, I'm ready to move on. Who's first base next yeah, year? Like, I just can't, man. What position is Tetis oh, going to play? How do they I fix do the it. back end of the rotation? I, I love you, and we're here to serve. <laughs> but today. for the love of God, <laughs> you're going to have to give us a breather today. Not today, you please. Can't. I can't do it, man. I don't have it in me. I love you. So but I'm our phone, sorry. phone lines are open, 833-288-0973 if you want to get online early. Uh, we'll be with you. Just kind of the uh, the after-the-season blues, but it's always better, and you do it together. And we're here to do it with you on Ben and Woods. Paul, Monday morning, wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Thanks for joining us on San Diego's number one sports station. Let's get our first check of traffic this morning. Life rolls on with Kelly Danick on 97.3 The Fan. If, uh, if I ever saw REM in concert, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to hear. Like I don't want to hear this live. <laughs> Polly, um, Polly informed me that he used this when uh, the Padres had the trade deadline fiasco in 2021, and I wasn't here. I was out of town last uh, July 2021. Polly, so. for throwback for Throwback Thursday, can we find the interview of Ben? Huffing and puffing yeah, on his way trying to Trying to keep up with Shelly during the uh, the run through the the town. Is, huh, we're going. They're going to breakfast. Anyway, so, I think we'll be okay. I'm blocked behind. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Can you stop for one minute and talk to us? <laughs> I got it right here. Yeah. It's not Throwback Thursday. Let's, Bye, let's do it. Let's do it. The Padres are just here at the start of their window, and they still have you know their top four prospects intact to make trades over the next, whether it's today or next year or the off season or whenever so in that sense i'm still feeling pretty good about things uh we're talking to ben higgins our co-host he's on vacation how's the vacation going by the way are you getting any relaxation done oh yeah it's uh lots of relaxation played some golf yesterday spending a lot of time at the lake and uh water's actually really nice really clean uh, they have this fresh i don't know they call it fresh water here I, we don't have that sort of thing down in san diego are you jogging right now what are you doing <laughs> We're walking through town. Shelly's got a really fast pace. Well, she was setting a brisk pace. Yeah, I can tell. What's the? Where, where's, she wants to find some breakfast. Where's the fire? <laughs> uh, it's over the mountain somewhere. There's a little smoke in the air. Well, that's uh, 
probably why my she says it's in Winthrop is where the fire is. Yeah, Ryan just tweeted, is Ben Higgins out for a speed walk during this interview? You're moving too much for vacation, my friend. I literally was speed walking. Was a, By then, the way, my, ins- okay. my insight well, is spot on. The Dodgers think Scherzer is, oh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I just think. But back then, though, if I had told you they saved all those prospects, they would have been able to land Juan Soto with them. You would have said, okay, good thing that they saved some of those prospects for Juan Soto the next Holy year. Holy crap, man. But anyway, the theme, um, and I think you guys will even do a better job than I do with it, because lean into it, some of the best music in history is inspired by pain or hurt or sadness. So go to it this week. Take some of your songs about being sad, and let's uh, let's let the music kind of work through our pain I'm, this I'm, week at the end of the that's year. That's always been my mode. The sadder I am, the sadder music I listen to. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I have no problem with that theme whatsoever, Benny. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get a quick phone call before we yeah, go. Let's, I mean, today uh, let's start, is for you guys. Let's start with the phone calls, 833-288-0973. We'll begin with Art in Chula Vista. Art, good morning. Welcome to Ben and Woods on a uh, painful Monday. Hi, Art. Yeah, yeah, good morning, man. How you guys doing? Doing good, buddy. How you doing? Yeah, man. You know what? It's like um, it's it's frustrating, but honestly, it was one of the best things that could happen here to us in San Diego. Yep. I I enjoyed every moment. I enjoyed going to all those postseason games. I enjoyed the drive to L.A. and watching the Padres in L.A. with so many Dodger fans. And best of all, this I mean, I'm 42 years old. Is is I was able to enjoy all this with my son. 100%. That's something as as a as a true Padre fan, as growing up, born and raised here in San Diego, that's something that maybe it would have never crossed my mind that I would be able to get to enjoy this moment with my son. And and after seeing the Padres lose yesterday, you know, me and my son are I, I see the look in his face, you know, he's 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 bummed out. You know, of course we're frustrated, but then he turns around and tells me, you know what, Dad? We got something good here. We still got Soto for two more years. We still have Tatis coming back. Now imagine what those three, Tatis, Machado, and Soto, could do in the lineup with whatever, you know, other players they end up getting. And and that kind of motivated me, man. I was like, damn, man, you know what, son? You got you got a good point. You know, they fought. They, they fought for us. A lot of people put them down. A lot of, you know, sportscasters, a lot of sports people, oh, the Padres this, the Padres that. But, hey, at the end of it, we beat the freaking Dodgers, which is something we're all proud of. We beat the Mets, which also we're proud of. You know, two 100-team wins, you know, and, and, and they, put up, they put up a fight against the Phillies. You know, the outcome wasn't what we wanted. What I would have loved to go to game six today and seven tomorrow, of course. Yep. But they put up a fight, man. We can't be frustrated. We can't be upset at the manager. Oh, why did he do this? Why did he do that? He knows why he did those things. And I'm pretty sure he's questioning himself right now. You know what, though? I see those all those Twitters and... Oh, we should fire Melvin. We should. It's like, really, man? Really? We it's should absurd. fire Melvin? That, that, that dude put up a fight. The respect that he gets from the players, the respect that he gets from the coaching staff is like, this is just barely one season. Watch what's going to come after this, man. I have faith. I believe in what Melvin's doing. I believe in what the coaches are doing and the players we have. And we're going to fight back. You'll see. We're gonna. I think we're going to be in the postseason this coming season. And you know what? Probably three out of four of uh, the, the five years we have going after this, I guarantee you we'll be back at least three or four more times to that postseason, and we will get our World Series championship here. We just got to keep the faith. Frustration, of course, is frustrating, man, of course. But 
we're not on the field. We're not the players. We're not the coaches. And that's what people have to understand. True baseball fans do understand that. The ones that are freaking, oh, this and that, that's bull, blah, blah, blah. Those are not baseball fans. They don't know baseball. Those like you guys, you, Ben, Woods, you know, Polly, all of you guys, you guys know what's going on. Yeah, man, we're all sad. We're all upset. But you know what? At the end of the day, they gave us something to cheer for, man. And and we just got to keep our faith. There are Padres. We love our Padres. And we're going to, you know, we're going to we're gonna tie for them. We're going to, wherever they go, man, we're there for them. You know what I'm saying? And, 100%. And, and we just got to keep on going, man. Let's Thank keep going, Thanks, man. Art. I, I appreciate call, it. Man. Thank uh, you. In, in reality, we're actually shameless team shills who carry water for the Padres. I know some people have that opinion on Twitter. I don't think it's true. I really don't. I'm I'm an optimistic person, so I, I tend toward the positive. But I don't think any of us have ever been afraid to, to call out what we think are mistakes in the organization or the franchise. Uh, but they've been doing a lot right as well. So that tends to lead to a lot of positive radio. I did want to – something Art said at the very beginning. The fact that he was able to watch the games with his son – uh, to me, that was huge. My 19-year-old got to go to his first Padres playoff game. I mean, you know, he was three when the Padres made the playoffs in 2006 or two um, and finally get to enjoy it, you know, after watching Padres baseball for many years. I dream of a world where got to see Bo and Taylor, where they grow up and the Padres are a team good. that are good, that are just, hey, they don't know anything other than the Padres being a team that competes for the playoffs and the World Series year in and year out for a long, long time. And for the first time in my life, I actually have some hope that this isn't going to be a, a one-off or, you know, just a good year or two, and then it's right back to the doldrums because of Peter Seidler, and it, it feels like this is something that they want to sustain and keep going. And, and you look at the fans, and there's no reason to think that the Padres are going to fall off the map anytime soon. And that's what gives me the most consolation this morning and if you're if you're an owner i mean if you build it they will come right and that's what we've seen all season long like you'd be the dumbest owner of all time to go all right well this was a hell of a run i'm gonna now gather all my money and keep it to myself no dummy you look at let's do this again let's do more let's do more let's what did we have this year how many sellouts did we have 26 let's have 35 next year let's have 40 my god and you know how you do that by putting a good product on the field hey maybe one day maybe 81 sellouts 100%, knows? Man, let's go it's possible out there all right lots of calls on the line 833-288-0973 we'll take a quick time out uh, we'll come back. We'll get a Padres wrap-up. I still love hearing Jesse highlights, no matter win or lose. Uh, Got to savor them because uh, we won't get them for a few months here. Uh, this hour of Ben and Woods brought to you by Senior Grubbies in downtown Carlsbad and Oceanside. Check out their daily happy hour from 3 to 6. Hashtag Eat Grubbies and EatGrubbies.com. More Ben and Woods on the way to Monday on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Candle calls and mama, I'm sure all the hand and I just around.
All guests on Men and Woods appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. You're our guests today out there, Tier 1s, on the phone lines, just sharing our, our end of season, end of playoff run thoughts on the San Diego Padres on this Monday morning. Um, we'll get into some of the particulars of the weekend, and, and, and especially yesterday, Maybe moves that could have been done differently. We'll do some second guessing. It's okay. You're allowed to do that. Uh, first, though, we got to go through all the highlights in yesterday's Padres wrap up. We will do that after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. It's a shame if they lose. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Miss any of yesterday's Padres game? I'll come to talk with you again. Oh, it's been a great day today. Can't wait for more. <laughs> It's the Padres Wrap-Up with Ben and Woods. Dang it. Are you f***ing kidding me? On 97.3 The Fan. All I got to say is after that performance, this team should have stayed locked out. Citizens Bank Park in South Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Game 5 of the 2022 National League Championship Series. Here this afternoon, the Padres have their backs against the wall. They trail three games to one. The Phils, a win away from returning to the World Series for the first time since 2009. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Hoskins swings, ground ball to the left side. Manny to his left has it, fires to second one. Cronenworth's turn is in time, and a double play. Leadoff walk is wiped right off the board, and that thing was not routine. It was not tailor-made. 3-0 to Reese Hoskins, who homered twice yesterday. Swings here, hits it in the air to deep left field. He has homered again. Another two-run shot. The Phils strike first. A two-run homer in the bottom of the third inning. Soto 0 for 1. He grounds it out to Hoskins at first base in the first inning, and he hits this one a ton out to deep right center field. That one is way back and gone. A home run for Juan Soto second consecutive day that Soto goes deep and the deficit is cut in half. Now a 2-1 game here in the fourth inning. That ball was scolded to right center. 2-1 hit hard into right field. That's a base hit. Over towards the line. Castellanos can't get it. Up against the wall. Cronenworth has scored. The throw to second not in time. And Josh Bell with an RBI double. This game is tied 2-2 here in the seventh. Here's the 2-2 to Trent. And that one gets away. Here comes Azokar. Real Muto's throw to the plate. Not in time. And the Padres take the lead. Third wild pitch of the inning. And 3-2 San Diego in the seventh. Juarez ready. Here's the pitch. And Harper swings. Hits it in the air to deep left field. Profar's going back. He's looking up. This one's going to go. A two-run homer for Bryce Harper. And the Phillies are back in front. Kim at second. Drury at third. First pitch coming. Is swung on. Popped into right field. Segura goes back. Castellanos comes in. He calls for it. He makes the catch, and the Phillies have won the 2022 pennant. Ranger Suarez comes in out of the bullpen, and Friday night starting pitcher for the Phillies gets the final two outs here in the ninth inning as Bryce Harper's two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth decides game five of this National League Championship Series. You know, he's been so good about putting games away late. Suarez has been unbelievable. It's the first home run he's given up to a lefty all year. Um... So, yeah, it's, it was tough even talking to the group there for a little bit. So, at the end of the day, I mean, we expected to go farther, so it's disappointing. Um, I think we'll probably take stock a little bit later and evaluate the year, but right now it's tough to do. In restless dreams I walked away. 
Oh man, it makes stings even worse, man. Hearing, uh, reliving it from yesterday, it was. Um, you felt like you had it when a Zocar, you know. I mean, you know, I, t- I tweeted the inning before, man. We need some juju here, and of course, the rain is it's just pouring rain in Philly, and and uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez is just yanking balls to the to the backstop, and you know, you end up scoring that run, and you feel like, all right, man, we're gonna we're coming home to San Diego. We really are, and it just I feel like it just got away from us a little bit. Uh, there and and you know no one has been and I I caught a lot of of grief for it and I'm I'm fine because I feel pretty convicted that Bob Melvin's a great manager and I feel pretty convicted in the fact that we're not in the NLCS without him I believe that um, I do feel like those were two of the of his worst games back to back all season long and um, yeah I have no problem saying that I have no problem saying that to Bob I feel like I just feel like Benny if. If you go to Josh Hader there to go get the white-hot Bryce Harper, Josh Hader is also white-hot. He has struck out eight batters in a row. He's unbelievably, unbelievably hot right now. Um, If not, then when? You have a litany of guys that could get the last three outs or whatever, however many outs you need. Your back's against the wall, and you got to get the series back to San Diego and, and roll the dice. And uh, in my opinion, if Bryce Harper hits a home run off Josh Hader, do you know what I do? I tip my hat. I say, hell yeah, man. Your best got our best. Robert Torres has been great. He has been great. There's no doubt about it. But I'm Mr. Matchup, Bob Melvin, decides not to play a matchup there. It, that didn't make any sense to me at all. And I don't even look at that as hindsight being 2020. That, to me, was the biggest no-brainer of the entire series. Oh, this is why we went and got Josh Hader, to get Bryce Harper with a chance to win a ball game. I wouldn't go that far. I think that I think that what Bob Melvin said is not wrong. His plan was, you know, he had decided for for right or wrong, he felt like Josh Hader's max was four outs. He hadn't done six outs in years. Four was stretching it. He felt like he could stretch him to four. And Robert Suarez had had a lot of success going two innings and had been absolutely dominant for most of the playoffs. As Melvin said, he hadn't given up a home run to a left-hander all season. So even with Bryce Harper, you maybe felt decent about that matchup. And guess what? He threw some good pitches. He did not they didn't throw a meatball over the middle of the plate. It was 99 on the outer edge of the plate. Bryce Harper is insanely hot right now and put a great swing on it. And it was a moment. It was an all-time playoff moment right there for Bryce Harper. But I'll tell you why I do agree with you and feel like Bob Melvin made the wrong call. You can't ever put yourself in a situation where you have one of the best relievers in baseball who has struck out an MLB record eight consecutive batters in the postseason and end up in a situation where he doesn't pitch in any of the last three games that you lose all three in the league championship series and he just gets left to rot in the bullpen. You have you have to fire that bullet yeah. in your gun. You it's- didn't do it. You didn't do it in Game 3, fine. You wait for Game 4. You didn't do it in Game 4, then you have to be ready, locked and loaded, whenever the situation requires it to fire that bullet. And in the case of the Philadelphia Phillies, their best hitters were at the beginning of the lineup. Your best reliever was ready to go. You needed to pitch him in the 8th inning. If he couldn't do the ninth because he had already gotten 3 outs and and threw 25 pitches to do so... So be it, and you take your chances with Luis Garcia Pierce Johnson. or Pierce Johnson yep. 
in the ninth inning. You cannot. You cannot. And I think Bob Melvin would, in his private moments sitting here, agree to it. You cannot not pitch Josh Hader in the last three games of the season as you lose all three to be eliminated from the playoffs. You just can't not pitch Josh Hader in those games. It'd be like Rob Thompson I would have rather started him in one of the games. You have to get him on the mound. Yeah, it would have... it would have been would have been like Rob Thompson saying, you know, man, I'm going to give Bryce a day today. I'm going to give him a blow. We've got a lead. I'm just going to. I'm going to. He's he's a little banged up. I'm going to give him a day off. No, you don't. And 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 listen, please. Uh, in no universe was Bob Melvin going to ask Josh Hader to get six outs. That's not what I'm talking about. Please get that out of your head. Thousands of people that tweeted that at me yesterday. He's not going to get six outs. He doesn't have to. He really only has to get one. One. That guy. That's the one. If Castillo... Uh, the hottest left-handed hitter left in, in the universe. Then give me my hottest left-hander <laughs> in the world against the... And again, I swear to God, I swear on the lives of my kids, if Bryce Harper hits a home run off Josh Hader, I go, F yeah, Bryce. And he might have. Well done. He well might, done, he well might done. have. He might have hit a home run. But I cannot have Josh Hader sitting there going, uh... It's Sunday. I haven't thrown a pitch since Wednesday. That can't happen. It just can't I am, happen. I am flabbergasted that, cross your fingers, the Padres make the playoffs next year. He'll still have that eight strikeout streak going into the next postseason. <laughs> Dude, I know. I know. It's uh, That was, to me, that would that to me was really tough. Um I just, I, 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 that's why you get him. You get, and again, uh, Jesse Rogers, our pal who's, who's been great to us and, and helped us all season long. Um, brilliant, brilliant baseball guy says, you know, all these managers, all of the managers, not just Bob Melvin, every other manager talks about pockets, right? There's pockets you got to get through. Bro, what was a more ideal pocket? To use your closer, that was the game. It's not Alec Bohm, Jean Segura, yeah, if and you, Bryson Stott. That's not the pocket for no, Josh Hader. It's not the pocket for Josh Hader. It's the really pocket, Schwarber, Hoskins, and, and you can, Harper. And it really the, is. By the way, I mean, kudos to JT Real Muto who, for getting that O two knock off of Suarez, which was just massive. Um, and I understand. I understand. I didn't mind leaving Darvish in that one inning to get you gave up that double. We got out of it. You know, but I felt like we played with fire way too much, especially, especially when you have a very, very well rested Josh Hader ready to come in. Now, Ben, had he pitched the day before, and you know, I can, and Suarez was completely rested, that is an argument. There is no argument for last night. There's none. And and frankly, you know, I honestly feel in my heart of hearts. He would get. He is going to get Bryce Harper out, and he absolutely is going to get Castellanos out. Castellanos didn't have a prayer against him. Now, for the Walk Harper crowd, I suggest you spend your off season trying to learn the finer points of the game because in no universe ever do you put the tying run in scoring position ever. And you certainly don't put the winning run on base. Because even Josh Hader could give up a blue even Josh single. Hader, but Josh Hader could spike one into the ground right. as well, right? Yeah. In in the in in no universe do I say four, put him on. No, no. And I understand he hit a bomb off you, but he hit a bomb off a righty. Jo- uh, Bryce Harper handles fastballs pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. He's a two time MVP. He knows what he's doing. He hasn't seen it. He hasn't seen the Josh Hader that we've seen. Hayer gets him on four pitches, man. Seriously. Like, in, in, I will die on that hill. 
And just the fact that he's rested, he's ready, he's white hot. And again, if he beats you, he beats you, but he wasn't going to beat you. And I think that was a pocket. I think that that got away from us yesterday. I really, really do. And uh, that's that's the one that's the hardest for me to stomach. Now, we're going to talk about Saturday night's game. That was tough. That was a really tough one, too. Um, but, man, overall, overall, I mean, Christ, you sit there this morning, and like, it was really, really an entertaining series. Um, you have to. You can hate Bryce Harper all you want, but he is that dude, man. There is no question about it. Bryce Harper is that dude. And, uh, you know, congrats to the Phillies. Who are you guys rooting for, by the way, in the World Series? Will you watch? I, I'm probably rooting for the Phillies Me at this too. point. Yeah. Me too. I mean, Paulie. They're, they're a fun story. I know it hurts because they beat our team. Sure. But come on. They, they're a magical run. Yeah, the Astros are. They're a are... six seed that has caught fire and... You know, they're hitting these dramatic home yeah, runs and cool. spiking their bats. Yeah, it's cool. If the Padres were sitting at home a month ago, I'd probably be all into this Phillies run. Reese Hoskins yeah. turned into Willie Mays all of a sudden. I don't think like, they're bad guys, as far as I know. No, seem to be pretty good dudes. Yeah. I just hope everybody has fun. Do you in the World Series? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've never been able to root for the team that beats me. I can. I, 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 wanna I, don't, be, I don't understand it. I, I want to. I, I do. I, I, I have I that get slight consolation that yeah, I want my team to go out against nah, the team. Because then won there's it all. always if we could have done one thing right, yeah. if we could have changed something here, we could have been that team. Yeah, no doubt, man. No, no, no doubt, no doubt. I, I just think um, I think. Well, I'm I'm also. You guys got to remember something. I'm from Dallas, Texas. You know how we feel about L.A. here? That's how people from Dallas feel about Houston. I couldn't root for Houston in any sport ever. Ulti- ever. Ultimately, though, I think I think what cost the Padres the series, and yes, they have back end of the starting rotation issues, but they did in the first two series as well, and they got through it. They got past the Dodgers, you know, with a bad start from Mike Clevenger. The difference between the wild card and division series and the league championship series was very simple in my mind. They got great production from the bottom of the order in the first two series, and they got almost nothing no, yeah, from the bottom of the order. They got a hit from Nola. That's it. Nothing from Grisham. That was the difference. Not necessarily between the Padres and the Phillies, but that was the difference between the Padres of the wild card and the division series and the Padres of the NLCS was nothing from the bottom of the order. And they still ended up scoring some runs because guess what? Manny Machado and Juan Soto and uh, Josh Bell, you know, did some good things during that series, and they scored some runs. But at the bottom of the order was a black hole, and it's hard to overcome. Boy, that was familiar, though. Wasn't a black it? hole, that yeah, was very felt, familiar. Felt like Padres esque Augusty, yeah, for the Padres right it there. It really did. All right, uh, don't forget to download the free Odyssey app so you can listen to ninety-seven through the fan, thousands of other stations for free. We'll be back with your calls and a little take on Woods in hour number two. Ben and Woods next.